Hey everybody, welcome to Industry Headlines. Kevin Coffin and Fred Weaver, we're back for another week of headlines. We are, and we're gonna lead off today with a doozy of a headline. Yeah! IBM, uh, International Business Machine, suing Zillow. Is that what that stands for? Yes. No. Wow. You just took me back to the scene of the movie. Uh, IBM suing Zillow over multiple charges of patent infringement. Uh, that is a big deal. Yeah, there's a lot here. Tell me though, tell everybody what you told me earlier, because I didn't know this. I don't know if it was even mentioned in the article. So I think it was mentioned in the article I read uh, a little bit lower, but uh, so in April of earlier, April 2019, earlier this year, IBM also sued Expedia, which okay. happens to also be founded by Rich Barton. Oh, okay. CEO so and co-founder a, of a Zillow. There's a potential thread here is what you're trying to say. So about. I don't know if what we're seeing is a pattern or uh, a vengeful act. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. But um, when IBM sues you, apparently they've been trying to work this out for the last couple of years, according to parts of the complaint that I read, and Zillow has not responded slash not, uh, I guess, negotiated in good faith per IBM, so they're going to go to court, or at least their lawyers are. So these technology lawsuits are not new. We talked about one uh, yeah. several episodes ago. Mm -hmm. But so here, for those of you that are geeking and want to know what the lawsuit specifically points out, it points to patents that cover the use of algorithms for computing the desirability of a geographic area. That's kind of interesting. That's for dynamic imaging. Uh, methods for providing geospatial list-based and filter-based search. So that would be like you know, obviously the home search engine. So it sounds like the, the main functionality of Zillow search is under a lawsuit. I just think that's pretty crazy when you think about that. Weird. Um, right? That's like a big deal. Uh, yeah, but the other thing I ask, and I just don't know, right? It's like, so IBM owns the corn, like owns the market on that? Like, like I feel like there's tons of other businesses out there that have similarities to Zillow type you know, websites, but of course you and I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. So obviously there's a whole lot. And when they talk, when people say big data, they're referring to this type of stuff that they use to run these websites and, and who knows what, what is, um, I, I guess what really is patent infringement and what isn't right. What yeah. belongs to one company versus another, what makes it this company versus that company's definitely way over our head. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's gonna be interesting. I'm curious you know, if this will actually ever make it to court or if this will just kind of be one of those things where they negotiate back and forth and, re and agree to a settlement or if Zillow is going to fight back with full vengeance and we'll see what happens. That, 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 does it, that has the opportunity to be a majorly impactful lawsuit. Yeah, uh, while we're at it, meanwhile, also Zillow in the news just expanded to their 18th and 19th markets, opening uh, San Antonio and Austin for Zillow offers. Huge. So, uh, you know, again, I'm not going to mention every time this happens, but we're talking about them, figure we throw that in. And then you just learned uh, yesterday or the day before that Zillow's agent referral program, right, where they're actually now giving out leads in exchange for agents paying a referral back to them. Uh, that's up and running in two markets right now, I believe. Yeah, uh, it's Phoenix and... Um, well, no, Phoenix was coming... Uh, well, Phoenix comes October 1st. Coming October um, 1st, yep. Yeah, Brett Calthrop, uh, who works there with Zillow, mentioned the other, actually mentioned the market it's live in. Yep. At, any, at any rate, I mean, that's the player, right? That's where Zillow starts to make money back and become profitable. Rather yep. than selling advertising space, they're going to 
start receiving 35% referral uh, commission checks. That's big money. Yeah, so interesting, a lot of stuff going on there. So let's talk about two things that have to do a little bit more with the economy, if you will. First of all, the Fed lowered rates again last week, right? Yeah. And then there's some um, news out of Black Knight, which is a big data company. Uh, yep. uh, you may be familiar with the uh, Black Knights of- uh, The Golden Knights. The Golden Knights, I'm sorry, of, of NHL hockey. Uh, there's some similar ownership there, if you don't know that. Anyway, they came out and said that foreclosure starts have plummeted to an 18 year low. Foreclosure starts meaning like notice of uh, default or you know whatever, your, however your state does that. Um, and then loans and active foreclosure is now the lowest it's been since 2005, according to Black Knight data. So you got a lot of going on in the economy right now. You've got the Fed uh, lowering interest rates. So four times in 2018, the Fed actually raised interest rates, I believe a quarter of a point. And this each, has been like the second each of the time. Four. And this is the second time in what feels like a month, month and a half now, where the Fed has actually lowered rates. Now, how that's going to show up in the mortgage interest rates that's sort of a TBD. It doesn't always mean because the Fed lowers rates that mortgage interest rates come down. Although sometimes that is the case. Um, and then you've got foreclosure stats at the lowest. And just last week in industry headlines, we talked about how FICO score hit its all-time high higher. since, well, all time. it's all-time high, right? Yeah. Like its previous all-time high was in like 2004 or five or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. So yeah, I mean, like, like lots of positive signs of as far as like economy-wise and how things are going. You know, it's funny too, because uh, that guy who, who lives in on Pennsylvania Avenue in DC oh, that was, guy. Was, tweeting about, um, was tweeting about how the rates need to go even lower. I'm like, huh, that's really, I don't know, man, they're pretty low. Uh, who knows what's gonna happen? Yeah. Uh, but certainly things appear to be going well and it, they seem to be getting more help to continue to go well, I guess. Yeah, so it's just interesting stuff going on. I, I don't know that I can tell you where all this goes or how it directly impacts all of us who are listening and watching this, but it's something to pay attention to out there. There's definitely a lot of stuff going on in the economy, and I think the next 13, 14 months leading up to the election is going to be a very interesting time in our economy just to see which way things swing. Meanwhile, obviously, if you just turn on regular news, CNN, whatever, Fox News, it seems like, and I don't even listen to it, but everybody keeps telling me, like, well, all I hear on the news is like that a recession's coming. It's like, there's really like, I'm not seeing a lot of signs in our market. There's some shifting going on. Well, in a way, a recession's always coming. So, well, right? So I guess they're always right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying the one's not coming. That's not my point here. But there, there's some shifting going on in markets, whatever else. But then you have all these other healthy signs. So yeah, sooner or later, one's coming. And uh, there's a lot of people that have been saying that for like five years now. Yeah, you know, I, who knows when it's coming, but... There's, there's no doubt. Um, it's, it's interesting for sure. Yeah. So let's, let's move on. This is, this is, this next piece uh, is a good one. So Comp Compass launches new consumer search tools, uh, and then like the afterthought there says IPO likely. Yeah. For, I mean, no Come offense. On. Forget those consumer search tools unless they stole their search, you know, technology from, from IBM. IBM. I, I'm interested with the IPO. That's what caught my eye. I said to you the other day. I was like, did I see that correctly? IPO like it was just thrown into yeah. some articles that I read. Yeah, so they're they're saying IPO is likely, which no kid, I mean, no surprise here, right? SoftBank uh, is the major fund uh, behind uh, the Vision Fund and SoftBank, major funders of Compass so far. They they weren't doing that not to get their money back through an IPO, right? Yeah. Obviously, that that's that's the end game for them. But it's interesting to see, hey, like Compass really, like they're still a new kid on the block. Oh, they very have new. not they have not been in existence for like. 15, 20 years, anything crazy like that. So IPO coming, I think that's big news. Uh, it'll be interesting to see 
how the markets react to that. I'm curious what that'll look like. We've got some more IPO news here in a minute. Um, but I'm really interested to see what does the market, how do they respond to Compass? Yeah, I'll take an opinion on this. I have yet to see that Compass is a technology company. I'm just going to say that. Yet they're raising money like a technology company. No and now they are opening a couple West Coast tech hubs, a couple blocks from Amazon headquarters. And the articles that I read went on to say that they eventually think they'll house like 100 engineers and 70 staff. Like they're, tr they're continuing to try to tell the story that they're a tech company. Now you get to decide for yourself if they are a tech company, right? Because this has to do with valuations. But to me, it's like they're preparing for that IPO. They're trying to give an even stronger signal to the market no and potential shareholders that they are a tech company. Now, I will admit that I have not seen behind the scenes of Compass Technology. I have talked to Compass agents. I have uh, studied the company a little bit when you and I were making a brokerage move. Uh, but I, I don't necessarily see the unique technology play that they have in the market yet they're continuing to tell the story we're a technology company. Yeah, yeah. you know, I've seen some of their um, internal marketing stuff, which is pretty cool. I mean, it's okay, it's not, to me, I don't know. It wouldn't make me want to change brokerage over it, I can tell you that. However, who knows, I'm sure they're working on stuff, um, but you never know, like for companies just to continue to say, we're a tech company, we're a tech company, we're a tech company, not the first time we've heard that in the real estate world, um, won't be the last time we've heard that, we hear that in the real estate world, I, again, I'm more curious of like tangibly though, what can you show me? What can you roll out? Yeah. How does it help your consumers? How does it help your agents sell more real estate or, or serve their consumers at a higher level? And we haven't seen that yet with Compass, but. Well, and if I could take their defense after I just sort of criticized saying I don't personally see it in their defense, they're so new, like you got to give it time. Like that's the other thing going on here, right? Is like time's the great equalizer. What will they look like three and five years from now? That's going to be the big question, right? And how much tech will they really have? And what's that IPO going to look like in 2020? So I'm interested to watch that one. No doubt. So speaking of IPOs, Airbnb has got a, so apparently there's some documents leaked and they've got an IPO coming in mm. early 2020, or maybe not early 2020, but sometime in next year in 2020. So um, I think, the, again, this is also another one that we've seen <laughs> coming. The reason why we share this is because Airbnb is used by so many real estate professionals, whether you actually have homes yourself that you're hosting, Airbnb's on. Uh, or you're selling properties to clients who are then hosting their properties as, you know, hosting Airbnbs. Oh. You know, we know quite a few people uh, who, who have a business model around that. I can think of Leanne Harris and Justin Nelson, who have both been guests on our podcast, who have a business around Airbnbs. Yep. Uh, and so, the, you know, it's interesting to see what's going to happen here with them as they go public. What does that look like for their hosts, for their guests? Does it impact the rates, you know? And does it impact, you know, does it make it easier, harder? Does it bring more red tape? You know, what happens when that, when they go public? I have no idea. It'd be interesting to watch. Uh, what I did think was interesting, and this is an old valuation at this point, it's, it's two years old, but they were valued at 31 billion by their investors in September of 2017. Think of how many more times you've used the word Airbnb or you've actually used their service or you've heard and seen the them in the last two years. So I'm real curious to see what the, uh, what the price comes out at, like when this is all said and done, what the, what the valuation is. So I, I don't think this is the case, but uh, you know, I was reading a, a nice piece on the company we work now, their valuations have been sky high. Like I think at one point 40 or 40 or 60 billion, something ridiculous. And as they're about to go public, like it's plummeting, right? Mm. And Uber's plumb. I don't want to say Uber's plummeting. Uber's dropped for sure. Once they went public. Um, now Airbnb, I believe really has shown a more, much more sustainable 
profitable model than those two companies. I would agree with that. So I would imagine their valuations are likely to be more sticky. Uh, but again, these pre-IPO valuations, these are just based on selling a dream to the investors. Now, granted, they're smart investors normally. They don't always make mistakes. Sometimes they do. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens once they hit the open market. What is this company really worth? I mean, when you think about it, even two years ago, $31 billion, maybe they've just increased 10% since then. So let's call it round up to 35 billion. You know how much, I mean, that's probably worth more than like Ford or GM at this point. I don't know their market caps right now. I'd have to go look at it. Yeah, I wonder, what, like, I wonder what Marriott and Hilton's market caps are. Well, they're, they're one now, aren't they? I don't forget that. No, they're not one, but uh, Marriott bought someone else. Okay, they bought somebody else. Whatever. Yeah, I wonder what their market caps are at though. It'd be kind of interesting to watch, so. Pretty interesting to see. I mean, sign of the times, right? These companies mm -hmm. being worth so much money. Yeah. Um, be curious to see what happens as these things pop. Yeah, the Airbnb quickly also, they were in the news for some affordable housing in the Bay Area, right? They made an investment. Like, what can you tell us on that, if anything? So they basically, they've committed $25 million to some uh, affordable housing projects in the Bay Area. Not too much different than like Google did earlier this year. Okay. Quite frankly, a lot of it is, I don't want to say self-serving, but from a standpoint, no, Airbnb came out and said, hey, this is for our hosts, for our guests, for where they live, uh, whereas Google's was a lot more about their employees and where they live. Um, so who knows what this will really be? I don't want to say 25 million is not a lot of money, because it certainly is, but when you, it only buys so many houses, right? And it's not even going to buy, it's not like they're going to buy houses and come out. Uh, no, that's that's not the case, but it'll be interesting to see like, does that have much of an impact? The Bay Area, I've got a lot of family and friends there. Uh, it's ridiculously overpriced, just ridiculously overpriced. So who knows what that $25 million does. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, thanks for tuning in uh, this week for Industry Headlines. We'll look forward to seeing you again next week. And um, who knows what, what's coming next week? Maybe a recession. Recession, maybe, maybe the U.S. will have an IPO. Maybe the Fed will drop rates again. I don't know. We'll <laughs> see, see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. Have Bye. a great one. Hey everyone, Fred Weaver here. I interrupt this important podcast to remind you that NLA Live 2020 is around the corner. NLA Live 2020 will be held in Scottsdale, Arizona at the Talking Stick Resort. Is it a beautiful hotel and casino? And we have an incredible lineup of speakers that we'll be announcing here shortly. You can find out more information and get the very best deal on pricing by visiting nextlevelagents.com and clicking on our events page. We look forward to seeing you there again nextlevelagents.com and click on the event page that's it for today's show do me a favor if you enjoy this go over to itunes or wherever you're listening at leave us a review share this episode with your friends and for more great content check us out in our facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash next level agents that's facebook.com forward slash groups next level agents see you soon